everybody! It is Monday, September 2nd, 2013, Labor Day. My name is Andrew. I'm Mark. And you are listening to the Only Internet Debate podcast on the internet, best of the best. It is episode 78. Mark, how you doing? I'm doing good. I can't believe we're up to 78 episodes. 78 fucking episodes. All of them sparkling. All of them brand new. I love all, all of them. them. I, I, they're like my children. If I had to choose between one or the other, I, I don't think I could. If you had to choose between episode five, sports, mm-hmm. and episode one, USA, yeah, you want to know which one to pick? I would. It would. I, I'd have to. A lot of sleepless nights over mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. It would. It would. It would. It would um, Keep me up, and then even after I made the decision, wouldn't never be able. Really. I'd never be yeah. able to sleep. I would never be the same again. You know what was a good one? What's that? Or like advertising one? Do you remember that episode? No. Okay. Here's where I would cut it in. But now you don't remember it. I don't. I don't. Okay. <laughs> I we don't. talked about trailers for best trailer for a bad movie, mm-hmm. best late night commercial, and I think the one you picked was. Like the video game college one. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta put the sound effect in here. Pew. Oh yeah, yeah. That one that matches level six. Well, obviously the comfort wipe was the uh, was the was the true king of that yeah, episode. Yeah. See, Mark, because sometimes you're trying to wipe a butt, but you just can't. You just can't you just get the can't leverage. Back you just there. can't get the leverage, yeah. man. But um, we're not talking about advertising, Mark. No, not today. No, it's Labor Day, Mark. How'd you spend your Labor Day? Go to a barbecue. Uh, no, my girlfriend had the day off, so we actually did stuff that needed to get done, like... Barbecues? No. Two barbecues? Yes, all the barbecues. Every barbecue. Well, that's cool. Um, yeah. Because she's doing, uh, costuming for a music video, and so we had to spend the day getting fabric and cutting things out and i'm doing my best to help her did you guys go to mood i i i went to mood actually i did go to mood a few a few weeks ago to pick up trace uh what is it tracing design paper i don't forget the name of it yeah butcher paper but yeah yeah which is a big old butcher i put a little sandwich inside of it Mm -hmm. trace trace the outline of the sandwich Mm -hmm. now you did it you you ran like a styptic pencil across it and then you got the uh you you know you got the divots of the the sandwich yeah and then a leaf looks really nice it is nice um well you would that's great that you went to mood though thanks mood yeah thanks and then they say goodbye you they talk to swatch you the dog you yeah it's going great mark good i went to so many barbecues this weekend yeah yeah you're working as well yeah we're working we're doing it we got it we got work finally usa it's gonna be great it's gonna be a it's great, be great fall it's gonna be a great fall you're gonna see this is gonna be a new positive Best of the best, Mark. People are going to hear a big change in our voices. They're going to hear a huge change in and our voices. just a general sense of well-being. It's just going to be so upbeat, you're going to be literally choking back tears of happiness. Everything is the best. Everything is going to be great. I'm not being delusional, Mark. I'm telling you, everything is going to be I'm, excellent. I'm looking into your eyes, and they are completely sane yes. and unwild. Yes. We're going to do great things. All of our lives are going to be fulfilling. It's going to be fantastic. I've never been more sure of anything in my entire life mm-hmm. than these statements I'm making yes, right now. With your mouth hole. Yes. But, Mark, we're also talking about best of the best mm-hmm. to keep us grounded. 
Because if there's one thing in this Topsy Turvy world that is consistent, it is a twenty-five dollar. The promise. The promise of a twenty-five, of a 25 dollar. Wendy's, Wendy's gift, gift certificate to the winner of Best of the Best, yes. which, as we all know, is a first to 500 first series. First to 500 series. We are very close to that 500. With our current episode of 78. 78. We're just so close. I mean, it's literally, you're going you're gonna to tune in next week, and you're going to be like, oh, shit. They it's practically had, the finale. They already have 300? Um, We're so close to syndication, Mark. Andrew and I just cut it. We just cut our losses, and then once we get to that 100 episode, Mark, fuck it. We should just definitely run it. We should definitely do a clips show. For our hundredth episode. No, we got to do that thing where um, the the hundredth episode is like is like the for all the marbles. But before we finish, somehow we throw it back to the first episode. So then we just then we just rerun every single one again. Mm-hmm. Then we get to the end, and then we, or, yeah, we say there's a there was a time rift. Yeah, we have to go back to and fix it. Mm-hmm. And so then then we we go into the first episode. Yes, yes, and then we just start from there. We just rerun it. Yeah, that's the syndication plan at least. When we start getting distributed internationally, yeah, that's yeah. where the money is. That's where the big money is. Andrew, today we are talking about what's our second prize, Mark? Oh, today we were talking about a second prize. So the winner of today's episode mm-hmm. will receive. Yes. This, again, this is only if you win the whole thing. The whole thing, but this episode as well. If you win this episode and, and you win the everything. the whole thing, you get all of the prizes you've accumulated. Yes, the, 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 the prize locker of your choose is, is open. All 30-something of your prizes. Mm-hmm. Plus. Plus. Yes. This is exciting. Mm-hmm. Ghosts. <laughs> you will receive a hand-knitted doorstop pillow. Hmm. You know, you have a door. Mm-hmm. It leads out to the porch and like cold air comes in under the uh under the frame yeah yeah knitted knitted so it's like um it's like a uh, it's like got beads or sand in it right and you kind of jam, yeah, you it, just the jam it under the door jam mm-hmm. a lot of Heating those are like craft shows but uh you know what color is it does it look like something uh it, i would i would want it to look like a like a dachshund like a long dachshund I, the rumors that I've heard is that it's a knockoff Twilight fabric. So you got like a generic shirtless werewolf guy Mm -hmm. and like a bunch of moons. And it it doesn't say Twilight anywhere on it, but you're pretty sure, you're pretty sure it's supposed to be Twilight. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, there, yeah, but it's, um, there's also like other weird, like Harry Potter's on it for some reason. And, um, like, uh, there's, like, a Transformer as well, which is weird. But it, it, it kind of looks like Optimus Prime, but the, the colors are all wrong. It looks a little bit like there's an Elmo. <laughs> yes, it looks like they just painted, they just painted uh, like, robot stuff on an Elmo. Yeah, it's strange. That's, that, I, I'd love that. But I, that's what you get. Such a drafty winter. You yeah, you get to save, save on, on your heating, heating costs. costs. That's, that's where they really get you, Mark. Mm-hmm. It's windows and doors. And then, you know, drafty doors, you could save millions of dollars, literally millions of dollars. If you have a gigantic mansion house, I guess. Yeah, and you just run one of these things underneath one of your doors. Just cut a million dollars off of your energy bill. So that's yours. That's yours if you win. But today, Mark, we're talking about the mob. The mob. The mob. Mark, I have a beautiful... What do we got here? Philadelphia... 2000 Massachusetts quarter 
Massachusetts, the Bay State. Mm-hmm. Got a Minuteman. Got uh, st- the state on it. It's a uh, beautiful quarter. Go ahead and call in the air, Mark. Here we go. Heads. It is tails. Ooh. Mark, our first category here on episode 78 of Best of the Best. We're talking about the mob. We are going to be talking about the best mob movie. Oh, well, this is easy. Not directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Oh. Or Martin Scorsese. Eee. So, limiting your options. It's going to be a difficult one. Mark, uh, I won the coin toss. I'm going to go first. I'm going to receive. All right. Mark, the best mob movie not directed by Francis Ford Coppola or Martin Scorsese. 1988's The Untouchables. Hmm. Brian De Palma. Yeah. It's a good one. David Mamet. Uh, yes. Enrico Palazzo. No. No. And what is what is his name? Who are you talking about? Um, the composer. Enrico Morricone? Yes. Yeah. Great, great score. Great uh, direction. Sean Connery won an Academy Award for his role in this movie. Yeah. Supporting. Yes. Uh, De Niro is in it. Yeah, he's there. He's uh, playing Al Capone. Mm-hmm. Kevin Costner, back when he was riding high on his wave of good movies. Yeah. It was like a brief time. Bull Durham, The Untouchables, Dances with Wolves. Swing boat. Uh, the Bodyguard. Oh, that's a good one. And then, then Postman and Waterworld. And then Swing Vote. Then Swing Vote. Man of Steel. What happens, Mark, if you're the only? If you, if your vote decided an election, what would happen? Uh, I guess I'd I'd vote. Wouldn't it be crazy though? I like. Yeah, that would be. I I never saw the movie. It looked fine. No, it didn't. I did s- no no I guess it wasn't good pick uh, yeah but it's good a cast. it's a fantastic movie great cast like I I love twenties type uh or yeah twenties type movies that kind of capture the flavor and the feel of the era it's prohibition is is running rampant in the movie and it's the the untouchables it's the thirties right yeah I guess so right before World War Two yeah yeah. Uh, and the Untouchables, led by Kevin Costner, Elliot Ness wants to take down Al Capone. Meanwhile, Elliot Ness and, and, his, his, and his Untouchables speed uh, head off to a speakeasy in Berwyn. Um, they it's got uh, Andy Garcia in it. It's in, they like throw that guy off a roof. Pete Draco, and he says, uh, "Don't bring a knife to a gunfight." Just, just like a wop. Just, yeah, it's just like a dirty wop. Brought, a, brought knife a knife to, to a gunfight. gunfight. Then he turns around. And just gets absolutely mowed down by a Gatling gun. Yeah, it's pretty insane. That movie is bloody as hell too. Mm-hmm. Just that, t- like, I don't think I don't think I've seen uh, a cop movie that is as bloody until The Departed. Yeah, like Kevin Costner throws that guy off a roof, and I was like, that's pretty bad. Until I saw um, Martin, Martin Sheen, Sheen get thrown off, off a roof, of a roof. and <laughs> apparently that's the bloodiest way to go is being thrown from a roof. It's like um, it's like somebody had just filled like a pool full of blood right below the frame of the camera. It's you know what? It's almost as though they were shooting. It's almost as though that scene passed through, passed by the Ed Sullivan Theater, 
<laughs> and Letterman had filled a kiddie pool with human blood. Human blood and just tossed just. it off. And so then uh, it's uh, Mark Wahlberg, right, is coming out of the... Uh, no, it's DiCaprio is oh, coming and, out. Yeah, and it just... Martin Sheen just explodes. You hear a slide whistle, practically. <laughs> and, uh, but no, The Untouchables. If you haven't seen The Untouchables, please go do yourself a favor. Again, just fucking great score. Like that opening, that opening score to the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's just a great movie. Great movie overall. When I killed your friend, he squealed like a pig. They sound, sound like sounds this. something like that. And then he throws him off throws a roof. Him off a roof. Um, Actually, I think he throws him off the roof, and then he says the line. Oh, did he? Does he sound something like that? Yeah, which means he's saying it to himself yeah, it's or one to for, the it's audience. It's one for Elliot. It's one for <laughs> keep that one in my pocket. Yeah, because the guy's already—if he's not dead, he's definitely out of earshot. Um, well, he'll probably say it again at the funeral. Good pick. He'll go up with the eulogy. Says uh, friends and family. Just I had a conversation with the deceased no. before. R- right, suspiciously, right before he tripped. <laughs> And fell off of that building. And um, funny story. It's really funny. <laughs> it's a bit of a gasser. <laughs> but uh, my my final wish to him would be if he could hear my final words in his ear, which were... Now, let me set it up. I'm going to set it up again. I, he's, he's fallen off the roof. Well, you were talking about pigs earlier. I That's tried fine. to catch him as he <laughs> slipped. Because I really wanted him to hear this. On a banana peel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It may have may have been a mango peel actually, because you know, those are slipper more slippery. They they the fruit carts in the area are really un, unsanitary. They yeah. drop a ton of product. All right, Mark, what's yours? Controversial pick. I expect a fight on this one. Steven Soderbergh's Traffic. Okay. Now it doesn't concern itself with the American mob, that mm-hmm. movie, mm-hmm. so much as Mexican cartels. Yeah, I guess Which the, are, the Mexican mob. It's yeah, like the Yakuza a Mexican, or the Japanese a, mob. An organized crime family. Yes. That is linked up to politics and involved in criminal activities. And particularly, uh, Untouchables was all about smuggling booze from Canada. Mm-hmm. This is all about cocaine from Mexico. Yes. Uh, I think it's an interesting take on... Films about organized crime, I think that you see a something as expansive as any of so- Sodenberg's movies can either be very small or just gigantic in size and scope, you know, to go from Bubble. Remember Bubble? Yeah, released on VOD and DVD the same day it was released in theaters. Yeah. Like, he was trying for something weird there. And then the other side of the coin, you have Solaris, which is about, like... Nothing. Literally nothing. I'm not. Nothing happened. Not really sure what it's about. George Clooney looking confused. Yeah. Then Natasha McElhone smiling a lot. Two hours later, it's over. He cuts his finger. Yeah. 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 You know. You know how we do. But to you know to say you have his movies are very big. They're very small. He does Guevara in two parts. He does uh, Sex Lies videotape. He does The Informant. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think I think you never you never really saw Soderbergh at the top of his game like he was in the early 2000s with Traffic. I think that it gets into all of the dark, seedy under you know the the dark sides of America's drug addiction, 
and what it does to governments, societies, mm-hmm. families, individuals. It's got a great script by Stephen Gagan, who, uh, when he is, what people said that uh, a critic said that his main character, the girl, uh, she's like a super student who also does drugs. And one of the re- reviewers said it's impossible that this girl could be in so many clubs and doing so well academically and be on drugs. And his response was, well, I did it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. So you say traffic. I think traffic. I think it's kind of a modern crime film that looks at societal issues and kind of has, has I think it has more heart than The Untouchables. What do you mean by that? Well, I, I think that I think that Untouchables is an awesome movie. It's just cool and a lot of fun. But I don't think there's a lot of thought. I don't think you step out of it thinking, "Man, crime is bad." The way that you kind of walk out of traffic, going, "Man, you got to do something about all this drugs." Well, final arguments, Mark. Should mob movies, uh, you know, take a stance like that? Yeah, I think so. Obviously, The Untouchables tends to glorify violence and crime. Yeah, The Untouchables ha- definitely has a fight fire with fire stance. Yes, it's and by fire I mean the more bullets. The Untouchables uh, is uh, you know uh, obviously the precursor to such cinematic greats as Gangster Squad. Oh yeah, I never saw that one. I didn't either, but uh, they cut out that they cut out did. that scene of. All those guys the movie theater shooting blowing the, through yeah through the uh, through the screen at the movie theater. Um, they cut it, it out. I heard, uh, yeah, I thought they excised that scene. Right, they cut it out of the trailer, but I think it's out of the movie too. I think it's still they cut. It was supposed to come out in August. It was supposed to come out a few weeks after the Aurora shooting, but they moved it to October. <coughs> but I think that scene is still in the movie. I don't know. I'll red box it. <laughs> um. The uh, uh, but with the Untouchables though, like I don't know, there's a there's a sexiness in in oh yeah, there's the mob a sexy glamour going on, but you also have a man beating another man to death with a baseball bat. But but at the same, you know, it's like what did Casino do for the mob? What did Goodfellas do for the mob? I mean, still there is a there's a sexiness to Goodfellas and to Casino, obviously. Everyone meets their horrible, horrible, horrible demise, demise in, in a cornfield. And, uh, and yes. And then uh, what's-his-name needs to live in fear the whole time after that. Yeah. Ray. Uh, Ray Liotta's character yeah. goes on to... Uh, and then in the sequel, he's played by Steve Martin mm-hmm. in My Blue Heaven. Yeah. Apparently, they're based on the same guy. <laughs> did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. Apparently, that's what that character actually did, was he found all of his criminal friends mm-hmm. who were in Witsec, and they kept being criminals. Sure. I mean, that's that makes yeah. sense. You, if you're good at something, why give it up? Yeah. Um, but, do you, I don't know. Do you want something, like, uh, you know, that's always the big thing that we rag on, like, uh, Requiem for a Dream. Where Requiem for a Dream gives us... Requiem for... This, this is very different. Requiem for a Dream is brutal and relentless, and all it has to it is drugs are bad. Drugs are bad, yeah. But um, 
traffic at least talks about how drugs of how drug running affects more lives than you would think that it does and how like you know there's this weird rant that Topher Grace goes on about uh how drugs have led to gentrification of certain neighborhoods and how, well, the fault really lies within yourself. Do you remember that scene? Yeah. Well, the, so, the, I mean, untouchables, the untouchables, uh, is, the untouchables ends with like a Pyrrhic victory, right? That like, I think it, yeah. You like, put one of my guys in, in the hospital. I put one of your guys in the morgue. It's just this thing of one upsmanship. And then in the end, they just end up repealing prohibition. So it's like, what the fuck what was the, the point of that? Doing here? Why were we fighting this? Yeah, but I guess it's easier to get caught up in the, like, fun of it. Isn't that, isn't isn't that the, the fun, of, fun it? of it? I think you get caught up in the fun of the Untouchables because you've got the snappy suits. Everybody's in a snappy suit because yes. it's the 30s. And, uh, like, when, spoiler alert, when, uh, what's it, when, when, his two members get killed. The guy from American Graffiti and yeah. um, Harrison Ford, Ron Howard, you bastard. Mm-hmm. No, it's uh, it's Toad. It's Terry the Toad who get who's in the movie. Yeah, and he gets blown away in an elevator. And when what's the other guy? What's what's the guy that we were just talking about? Sean Connery. When Sean Connery gets killed, you're like those sons of bitches. Yeah, they have to die. Now you're rooting for them, but it's so I weird. Mean, it's, it's but it's so weird because they're just as violent and insane with the way that they're killing criminals. Granted, they're criminals, I guess. There was a but reason like, that Chicago is known as Murder Town. Like that's what it. That's what the the movie revolves around. Yeah, and I guess it, like you can knock the the, the flair of it all you want, but you still have to appreciate that this is uh, in in. It's it's a movie that still lives up to. It's still good. It's still good. Yeah. It doesn't reek of um, what '80s action movies could have been. Yeah. And uh, you know, is is traffic going to stand that test of time? I'll I'll allow that. I've watched Traffic recently, and it is a bit preachy. Yes. Um. That by maybe, setting by setting it in in its by by making it a contemporary film and having kids who are ODing, you end up with an ostensibly a kind of a preachy film. Yeah, um, showing hey, drugs affect more than you. You dope. You dope. Yeah, but I guess I I mean when you think mob film, mm-hmm. there is a certain image that you hope for and that you want to get from it. Yeah, and I think that I think that Untouchables hits on all of those, including starring Robert De Niro. Yeah, you got in a way yeah, that De Niro's in it, like by by virtue of him being in it. It's already more mob film than any he's other. The um, I guess like the James Cagney, right, or the uh, right, effectively, yeah, yeah. That if you see him in it, you're probably going to see him as a mob dude. I, I'm I'm tempted to think like what, how many movies has Robert De Niro been in where he has played mob dude? I mean, it's really just three, I think. It's really just Casino, Goodfellas, and Mean Streets. But I don't even think he's in the mob in Mean Streets. Oh, uh, well, because Godfather 2. Yeah. I guess it's between those three, God, you but know, Godfather 2. But he's in the mob in The Untouchables. Yes, he's Al Capone. Yeah, he's a mob guy. So that's four. Analyze this. 
That's a, he's a dark parody of himself. Analyze that again. Both the, he's both in the mob in that one. Yeah. Meet the parents. Uh, he that one that he did with uh, Pacino. I think they're both in the mob. Right? Righteous kill. Yeah. No. They're not in the mob. No, they're cops. They're cops. They're the dirty cops. One of them is a dirty cop. Is it De Niro? It's probably because he's in the mob. I think it's De Niro. Exactly. Yeah. Think about it, Mark. He's always in the mob. All right. You get it. Yes. Moving on to the next one. Mark, we're talking about the mob, of course, organized crime. So that means we are talking about the, we mentioned earlier, we're talking about prohibition. Mark, we're talking about the best thing during, like, the best thing that happened with prohibition. To come out of prohibition. Yes. Okay. I went first in that first round, which means you go first in the second round. Mark, best thing that we gained from prohibition. Andrew, Mm -hmm. the thing that we gained from prohibition that I think we can all be most grateful for is the lingo. Hmm. Speakeasy. Mm-hmm. Jake. Hooch. Um, yeah. Fun little phrases like that that sound very old-timey. And I think we can all be grateful for being able to say stuff like speakeasy, speakeasy slow gin. Yeah. Um, white lightning. Is that cocaine? No, white light. I think white lightning is like bathtub gin. Because mm-hmm. it would come out clear, it would be like pure alcohol, and it would just, <laughs> just fuck you up. You could, your options are clean your drains with it or get fucked up on it. Why not both? I guess kind of you're gonna do both, really. Oh, you're gonna drink when, enough yeah, to puke when, it yeah, back exactly. up. Yeah, you're fine. Um, raz, like razzmatazz. Yeah, I don't know. Like, Gangsta. Gang. Yeah. Tommy gun. Sure. Fun little phrases that talk to a time of rampant crime and moral indignity or moral superiority. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, it's just it's just fun to think about. Sure. Okay, Andrew, Mark. The best thing we got out of prohibition, and you know, literally, I think the only reason that we had prohibition was we got HBO's Boardwalk Empire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good show. I, we we I mean as far as like giving us a type of like crime thriller, prohibition, it's really like prohibition and the western. Yes. Gave us or, or prohibition in the wild west gave now, us other more fodder for like. Other countries have had prohibition, but I feel like prohibition has kind of cropped up a very American type of drama. You know, with the kind yeah. of the mob drama. And uh, Prohibition, you know, we wouldn't have Boardwalk Empire without Prohibition. No. No. I mean, you don't, you don't, you, you didn't get the, the pulps. You didn't get the stories of, like, these criminals, um, you know, or the movie Lawless. Did you ever see that? With, that's a good movie. Lucy Lawless. No, Lawless with. Uh, yeah, she plays Xena, warrior princess. <sighs> Wait, Zena, Wait Zena, Zena can't fly. I told you I'm Lucy Lawless, not Xena. That's a great joke. Um, the uh, No, but Boardwalk Empire, wonderful show, wonderful cast. Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi, uh, just nailing Are, Have you ladies. caught up? No. Nailing ladies left and right. Um, you got uh, Chalky. Chalky White. Played by uh, Omar Little from uh, The Wire. Yeah. Uh, Michael Shannon is in it as a cr- just a fucking crazy, crazy carnival-esque uh, like lawman lawman that uh, is into self-flagellation mm-hmm. and 
just uh, leading a very moral life by knocking up that girl. Yeah. Yeah. Just really giving just, it to her. Um, so, uh, and, and, you know, without, without Prohibition, we wouldn't have Boardwalk Empire. Without Boardwalk Empire, we wouldn't have Michael Shannon's dramatic reading of that girl's, uh, that sorority sister's uh, letter. I think we would have had it without that. No, because Michael Shannon wouldn't have the... The, um, the fame? Yeah. The, I think his, I The think presence his, that he has because of Boardwalk Empire. I think you know him because he's from that. But he ha- he was doing just fine in movies. He was in Revolutionary Road and Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. So if, if he hadn't been in Boardwalk Empire, you don't you think Funny or Die still would have tracked down Michael Shannon? No, I think he's... St- I don't know if Funny or Die... Is that how it worked, or did he make his own video and then put it up? No, I believe though they produce all their in-house stuff, and so then they For, cast they cast out things, and agents probably try and pitch their actors to them to use them in material. Yeah. For those who don't know, there's a really funny Funny or Die video of Michael Shannon doing. Is it a, Funny or Die? Or is it College Humor? I think, I think it's, funny, I think or it's funny or Die. Of Michael Shannon doing a dramatic reading of this sorority girl who sent an email to her sisters. Yes. And it uses the word cunt punt. They will, I will cunt, cunt punt you. Yes. And he's he's sitting in a dark room. Sitting in a dark room, smoking a cigarette and, and drinking, drinking scotch. Drinking like a yeah a highball. And uh, uh, it's it's he acts the shit out of he it. He just really goes. But really, for it. when you think about it, like that's that's tight writing it in is. that angry sorority email. Like it is. you understand this character, you understand her her world, mm-hmm. her her desires. Her wants, her wants, mainly for she, she wants you to show up to yeah. the party, and to not be such a fucking retard. Yes, if you're if you're slow, like if you're legitimately mentally slow, let me know. Let me know. I need to know this, so I don't have you come to night parties. Yeah. Final arguments, Mark. It's hard to argue with that video. That video is great. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the episode should just be us watching that video. I think it might end up being that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, I, I it's the, the what prohibition gave us. What what pro- prohibition took away from Americans in the form of lost lives and uh huge crime waves. It definitely gave back to us with the potential for so much great drama and wonderful movies about people dealing with prohibition. That great Simpsons episode. Yes, uh, Homer versus the 18th Amendment, I believe. Yeah, is that Robert? Who's in? Is that Robert Stack? No, that's uh, Dave Thomas plays Rex Banner. Yeah, who shows up to uh, clean up Springfield after Homer? Or no, there's a um, St. Patrick's parade that happens er- early in the episode, and Bart ends up getting just fall down drunk accidentally. Yeah, and so the uh, teetotalers of the city feel that they need to set up prohibition. So Rex Bannon shows up as like a Elliot Ness type. Yeah. And then uh, Homer or Moe runs a speakeasy on the side and Homer um, runs. Ships booze in through the bowling alley, right? He, he He's making bathtub gin. Yeah. And uh, yes, they use it. Uh, they use the um, the bowling alley to deliver the, the booze to Moe's. Yeah. And then uh, something else happens. I don't know. And then he gets, uh, Rex gets thrown, flung out of, flown town. out of town by a catapult. Yeah. <laughs> Send him home to Papa, boys. Uh, I guess I got to give it up. I guess yes. great crime dramas. Yes. 
and elaborate stories of murder and racketeering. Thank you, Prohibition. Yeah, you did it. Thank you. You did it. You did it, Prohibition. You did it. USA. USA. So Andrew wins that one in two. Yeah. You've been doing that a lot lately. You've been I having some great rule, arguments. Because I cool, Mark. Yeah. I'm a cool guy who, who's got cool ideas, and I do cool things. Yeah. So it should make sense that winners, are, that cool guys win. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an 80s film, except I'm not a lovable underdog. No. I'm like just the guy that's up against the, the jock that week. And yeah. You just roll over them. Just steamroll them before I run into the lovable under, underdog. You're the guy that I'm gets nothing. picked on. But at the, I'm the guy who loses so that we know that the stakes are real. Because well, no, there's nothing lovable or underdogish about me. The protagonist is watching you get steamrolled yeah, by me. Yeah, yeah. So then, so then it, it forces him to act because you can't defend yourself. Right. Yeah. That's that's my role in my own that's life. That's your role in this in this in this whole crazy game, Mark. It's great. It's great stuff. It's good stuff. It's great stuff. Yeah. Well, I guess that's going to do it for this episode of Best of the Best, Mark. And a scant at 32 minutes. <laughs> Is it a quick? Wow. <laughs> well, just keep running uh, the Michael Shannon yeah, we'll thing. Yeah, just, we'll just roll the Michael Shannon thing. I'll just send you a link. Uh, we'll just go ahead and watch it. Get our reactions as he just starts announcing that uh, he's going to cunt punt. That I guess we could I guess we could talk about twerking. That's in the news. It's, uh, let me open up a newspaper. What do I, let's see. What do I, what do I got, Something uh, important. Did they cast Batman yet? Let me, uh, oh, they did. Is it someone uh, good? Oh, it's him. Got a USA Today here, Mark. Yeah, all uh, the good news. 70% of Americans live within three miles of a target, according to this infographic here on USA oh, Today. Oh, that's interesting. Let me flip the page here. What do we got else? Uh, uh, Dodgers are doing pretty good. Oh, I'll end on that. Yeah. That's uh, that's uh, that's the news today. Um, apparently, I'm staying in a hotel because I've got a USA Today <laughs> in front of me. The only time I've ever seen a USA Today was I just, uh, outside big, of my hotel room. Big stack of these things outside my door every you know, morning. I'd tell them stop doing that, and they'd be like, nah, "It's kind of easier on all of us. Just, just, just let us just, let it, just, just put it in the trash, roll over and accept it." Uh, they got a big blue dot up at the top now. They don't have the globe it's not thing the globe. anymore. That's weird. Mark, we're on the precipice of war. Syria. Syria, looming. President Obama asking Congress. Look, we learned our lesson, all right, when we invaded that other country that uh, didn't have the thing that, the we, thing. that we thought they had the thing of. But this one, we know that they have it, mm -hmm. and we're probably not going to do anything about it. You know, it's Mark, it's been so long since I had the opportunity to buy a big United States Afghan with an eagle on it. Yeah. We, I want to go back troops. to those days. <laughs> I really, my my last one is looking pretty worse for wear. Yeah. So I need I need this one, Mark. Yeah. So you need to, you need to be able to spend three ninety nine at a Target or the or at a Kmart. Comes free with a purchase yeah. of a Slurpee. You get a Slurpee, and you get a, a free. It's <laughs> a good deal. Support the troops, Afghan. Yeah. Throw you know throw you throw that anywhere, Mark. Over yeah. the back of the couch. On a chair, take it to a picnic. Oh yeah, perhaps a fireworks picnic to support the troops. Mm -hmm. But you don't. But everybody feels awkward because you don't know if you could let it touch the ground. 
Yeah. Even though it's, it's just got a, a it's, printed it's a, it's image of... It's just a blanket, but uh, yeah. It's a printed image of half of an American flag, so you think it's okay. Well, you don't let the American flag touch the ground, oh. but you don't want to sit on the eagle. Eagle either. So generally what Damned I do... if you do. I, um, I bring a lesser lesser favored country it's afghan with me you know, bring up like a mexican one i set it underneath the american bring a brazil one yes yeah i just i line those up yeah you know like a luxembourg afghan i just i just you know stomp all over those yeah you know, I, i'll eat my big old put, put must, the swiss mustard, one down mustard filled hot dog get somebody a big runs stain over, over it starts digging immediately because they think it's an they think it's an x yes that yes they they think it's a mad 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 world I'll play us out. Mark, that's going to do it for this episode of Best of the Best. If you'd like to listen to past episodes, you can always do that by going to the theflickeringbox.wordpress.com. You can always listen to us on iTunes, or you can listen to us on Stitcher. 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 Which allows you to stream episodes directly to your smartphone. All that information and more at theflickeringbox.wordpress.com. And if you'd like to leave a comment, you can always do that at, God, theflickeringbox.wordpress.com. What? Or you can email us directly at botbpodcast at gmail.com. We love your emails. We love your letters. Please go ahead and write us in. We'll talk about it on the air as we sit on our American Afghans. It's going to be great. Anything else, Mark? That's it. All right, here we go. One more time for the summer. Hit it. Sigma Nu said, yeah, we're going to invite Zeta over. Would you be happy? Would you? No, you wouldn't! So why the fuck do you do it to them? First of all, you shouldn't be post-gaming out of the frats. I don't give a fuck if your boyfriend's in it. You don't go! You don't go! And you especially do fucking not convince other girls to leave with you. Rebecca! You say in your whiny little bitch voice to your computer screen, I've been cheering on our sports teams at all the sports. Doesn't that count for something? No, you stupid fucking asshats! It fucking doesn't! Do you wanna know fucking why? Doesn't count because you've been fucking up at sober fucking events too! For example, being stupid shits and saying stuff like, yeah, what's kickball? Well, it's time someone told you, no one fucking likes that! I don't fucking cunt punt the next person I hear doing something like that, and I don't give a fuck if you SOR me. I will fucking assault you. If this email applies to you in any way, meaning if you are a little asswipe that stands in corners at night, or if you're weird shit that does weird shit during the day, this following message is for you. Do not go! to tonight's event! I'm not fucking kidding! Don't go!